So my friends, uh, we get a little bit of a problem in the Advent and Christmas season, which is that there's only so many Gospels that we can read from. And this story of the Annunciation of Joseph, the beginning of Matthew's Gospel, we had during Daily Mass this week, I think on Tuesday. We have it today, and it is the Vigil Mass reading for Christmas. And so if you are a preacher, uh, and you got to preach at all these things, it's really hard to not just use all your good material the first, even the second time, to save a little something back for the third time. Uh, so let's see what we can manage today. Today, um, we read uh, this beginning of Matthew's Gospel of the Annunciation to St. Joseph. That Joseph um, was betrothed, he was engaged to Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary, uh, but before they were actually married, in that year-long period of betrothal, is when uh, Mary was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit, and Joseph decides to divorce her quietly, we hear. And now there are a lot of different reasons that people could give for this, but Joseph is a good, holy man, and he's engaged to the holiest woman to have ever lived, ever. And so anyone who says that Joseph thought that maybe she was unfaithful or whatever, um, clearly has never met someone who's never sinned ever, um, which we haven't. Um, but really, I think what's happened is that uh, my, my read, my take on the situation, through much prayer uh, with it, is that, you know, Mary maybe would have told Joseph what happened, and that he is just a, being a very pious, good man, um, but recognizing his own imperfections would say, this is way outside of my pay grade. And so he is going to, clearly God has other plans. And that this woman that I love, to whom I'm engaged, um, has been called by God to be, like, to bring forth God himself, right? And so um, Joseph decides to step back. That he steps back from it all. There's something going on here that's outside of my pay grade. There's something, there's a mystery that's so, so beautiful that I need to remove myself from that picture in, a, in real, true humility. St. Joseph is a humble man. He's a humble man. But it's in the midst of this that Joseph then, um, in a dream, the angel of the Lord appears to him. Now here, there's something so beautiful about the biblical imagery. Why? Because Joseph, Joseph uh, in the book of Genesis is the great dreamer. And that it's through dreams that God is revealing these things to um, Israel in the book of Genesis, in dreams to Joseph. And so now again, we're like, we're coming full circle. Then now here's another Joseph who, to whom the angel speaks in a dream. Joseph, son of David. Now right there, like boom, we should stop because if we had read the you know, 17 verses before this one in the Gospel of Matthew, you get the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And it just says, so probably less than five verses earlier, um, Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary. Jacob was the father of Joseph. His dad's name isn't David. No, but who's David? Joseph, son of David, the king. That Joseph falls in David's royal lineage, that Joseph has a part to play in that he is the inheritor of the Israelite uh, royalty, royal line. Joseph, son of David, 
Do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home. For it's through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. Like, that's, whoa, hold on. Like, again, the angel's confirming. There is something huge going on here. But then get ready. You, Joseph, she will bear a son. And you, Joseph, are to name him Jesus. Like, Joseph has a role. He has a job. God is not like, you're too small or too poor or too insignificant to be part of this. Like, no, Joseph, you have a job. Get in the game. Let's go. This is God calling Joseph to stand up and to have true humility, which he will recognize his weakness, but he's willing to follow based upon the Lord's strength. This is opposite of Joseph's ancestor Ahaz that we read about in the first reading. The Lord spoke to Ahaz saying, ask for a sign. Why? Because Ahaz was the king of Judah and uh, Judah was being attacked at the time. They were under siege and they were worried that they were going. Judah is where Jerusalem is. So it's one of the two uh, Israelite kingdoms after the division after King Solomon. Anyway, so they're being uh, attacked. And Ahaz is like, they're going to destroy Jerusalem, so what do I have to do? I have to make an alliance with the Babylonians. That's always a good idea, right? Let's make an alliance with the Babylonians. And Ahaz is like, that's what, that's what we're going to do. Going to make an alliance with the Babylonians. And Isaiah said, don't do it. Like, don't ally yourself with those people. You don't need to do that. We will, God will protect you. And he's like, no, no, I definitely need to make an alliance with the Babylonians. I'm the king. It's what I'm going to do. And so Isaiah says, well, if you don't believe, ask for a sign. Ahaz, ask for a sign. It'll be a, we'll prove it, God will prove it to you. Don't ally yourself with these foreign powers. And Ahaz, in false humility, says, I will not ask. I won't tempt the Lord, right? And the prophet's like, no, ask. Like, please be open. But Ahaz was so focused on his own way of doing things. He had his plan. He had his goals. He had false humility. I won't ask. I can't ask for a sign. Like, no, that's bad. What Joseph does is right. I maybe don't understand God's plans all the way. I don't get it 100%. But Lord, whatever, you know, we hear when Joseph awoke, he did as the angel said. He took his wife into his home. He had no relations with her. And when she could, we, this is the end that we cut off so that we can add a little something on Christmas. Um, and that when the child was born, Joseph himself named our Lord Jesus. That this is the great role of St. Joseph. Joseph is a man who allowed his plans to be interrupted. He allowed God to hold sway. He allowed the Lord to enter in in that moment. We, in true humility and following the great example of St. Joseph, we need to allow our Lord sometimes to give us pushes. Right? we got to let God push us. And if we're like, uh, you know what, that whole evangelization thing, that's not for me. Like, I'm, what do I know? What, what can I do? No, like, let God push you. Okay, I can do, get in the game. We all got to do, this is our job. Let's go spread the gospel. Inviting people to Christmas Mass, like, I can't. I can't, I'm just a sinner myself. Like, I can't be inviting people to Christmas Mass. They're going to be like, oh, you're so holier than thou. Like, no, stop it. 
Get in the game. Let's go. Let's let God give us that little push. Let's let the grace of God move us in this way. Whatever it may be. However, maybe we have our plans. We, like St. Joseph, need to have that listening heart that's willing to allow, listen to the Lord and allow him to guide us, direct us. You know, Joseph is going to do this a bunch more times, right? Like, okay, they find the place in Bethlehem. And then Herod is seeking to kill the child. So Joseph, go to Egypt. Like, go. Now I'm telling you, go there. Stay there until I tell you. Um, You know, there's all these things Joseph listens and allows the Lord to guide him. We need to allow the Lord to interrupt our plans sometimes and to guide us and to lead us. I just want to conclude with a very practical note on how to do this, how to allow the Lord to interrupt even not just our big plans, but our everyday. We have to interrupt every day and allow and recall the good things that God has done. It's a very ancient Christian practice um, that at noon we stop and what do we do? It's praying the prayer called the Angelus. The Angelus, that all Christians, you would stop whatever you're doing at noon and let God interrupt at the stroke. You know, church bells all used to ring. I really, one day, they're very expensive, but one day I want to get a big electric bell to put up in our steeple. It can't fit a real bell, so at least an electric bell to put it up in our steeple so that at noon it can play the ringing of the Angelus. Um, and it, that's what churches would always do. And that wherever you were, you'd stop what you do and you pray the Angelus. It's a short little prayer here in these prayer books. It's on page... Um, Yep, definitely should have prepped this one. It's on page 38 in the prayer book, in the small little prayer book, The Angelus. And if you just look it up, you can, um, you can find it on your phone or whatever. But to stop and take that little interruption right in the middle of the day. And let's let God interrupt us right there to pray The Angelus. And to recall what God has done in this moment. Right, The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. To pray the Angelus is to recall this great moment. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And then you have the Hail Marys that are added between all of those. Like That's how good it is to recall the incarnation of the Son of God, which put the break on Joseph's plans for us to stop every day at noon and to do that. And again, if, if you're driving at noon and you have to read it, wait until you get to where you're going. If you're a few minutes early or a few minutes late, again, however it goes. Um, we don't have a big bell here, but guess what? Probably 90% of Americans carry around a little device that has the ability to imitate a bell sound that you can just, I have a little alarm on my phone. It goes off right at noon. And, and that is a great opportunity as well if we're with people to say like, hey, you want to pause a minute and let's pray the Angelus, right? And if they don't know how, lead them right through. It's fine, right? It's just a beautiful way to pause right in the middle of the day and to recall the incarnation of our Lord. The prayer that concludes the Angelus is actually the collect, the opening prayer for the Mass on this, always the fourth Sunday of Advent. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ your Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection 
Through the same Christ our Lord, amen. Every day to pray that, that we recall God became man for our salvation. And we let him interrupt our day. We let him interrupt our plans. And we allow the Lord to guide us and lead us. And so that is a great practice. If you don't already do it, uh, then to start just praying that little prayer, the Angelus, letting God interrupt right in the middle of the day, giving him that space and that permission to interrupt our plans, to interrupt our way of doing things. The wonders that God can do through us if we do that are so incredible. And so today, uh, under the inspiration of St. Joseph, we ask our Lord Jesus to continue to interrupt us, to lead us, and to guide us, so in all things we may act for the greater glory of Almighty God.